48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Alex Price. The headlines. The chief executive says Hong Kong escaped serious harm from severe typhoon Mankut despite widespread damage and flooding. Hundreds of thousands of workers struggled to get to work after the storm cripples transport services. And a former deputy head of the observatory warns the city is ill-prepared for even worse weather in future. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says Hong Kong has been left largely unscathed by severe typhoon Mankut, although she noted many roads were blocked by fallen trees and other debris. The objects had suspended much road transport, putting pressure on rail services. Here's Mike Weeks. Carrie Lam thanked the disciplinary forces and supporting officers who worked on the front line during the storm or were on standby to deal with the aftermath. She said some people were struggling to get to work and employers should be lenient on those who were absent or late. such circumstances, for employers and employees to be understanding and considerate to each other when coming up with an arrangement would be a more suitable way given Hong Kong's situation now. It's because many employees have to go to work to provide services for other members of the public. For example, as you can see, we are going to hold some conferences and we have visitors taking part in such international conferences. Almost 400 people sought treatment at public hospitals during the typhoon, while there were hundreds of reports of fallen trees and dozens of flooding cases. The massive typhoon brought severe damage to numerous roads and piers, leaving government crews scrambling to clear roads of fallen trees and massive branches. Although the number 8 signal was lowered at 5.20am, schools and public universities remain closed. The Education Secretary, Kevin Young, says he hopes to reopen schools as soon as possible, depending on whether roads are clear. He says he's still trying to find out how many schools were damaged in the storm. We are hoping that schools uh, could reopen as soon as possible. Uh, but we also need uh, the schools to have an assessment of their own conditions. And we also need to have an overall assessment on the, uh, on the territory as a whole. Meanwhile, road traffic is still being hampered by hundreds of fallen trees. Many franchise bus routes remain suspended due to debris and dangers from the fallen branches. With road transport and part of the MTR network still seriously disrupted, the government says the priority is to clear away fallen trees, road signs and debris. However, most railway services are now running fairly normally, with only the light and east rail lines still suffering significant disruption. Here's the chief transport officer, Kwang Ka-yin. Those Israel lines are in the um, um, open area, so uh, it, it's hard for us to, to ascertain the impact and uh, how long will it take for the MTL to resume the service. So um, we are urging them to, to speed up their okay. resumption. Meanwhile, the airport authority says it will operate both runways to clear a backlog of flights after more than 880 were cancelled yesterday. Cathay Pacific said on its website that service resumption could be slow and further delays, delays and cancellations are expected. Airlines also warned passengers to be aware of long queues at check-in counters. The observatory says the strong wind signal number three will remain in force for a while. At 11am, Mangkut was about 630 kilometres west of Hong Kong and forecast to move across the inland area of southern China and weaken gradually. 
Senior Scientific Officer Li Pinghua says the observatory will consider issuing the standby signal number one when local winds further weaken. He also says Mankut was the most intense typhoon the city has recorded since 1946. Mankut was very intense. Initial analysis showing its maximum sustained winds near the centre once reached 250 kilometres per hour in its entire life cycle, which is the most intense typhoon requiring issuance of the hurricane signal number 10 since 1946, even stronger than the super typhoon Hope in 1979. A former existent director of the observatory, Leung Wing Mo, says yesterday's storm shows the city isn't resilient enough to deal with severe weather. He said we were lucky because it wasn't a direct hit, Mankut having weakened while passing over the Philippines, and there wasn't an astronomical high tide. We really have to think into the future. Are we resilient enough in the face of even more severe weather in the future? Uh, Looking at what we can see yesterday, definitely we are not. We have extensive flooding, windows are broken everywhere. So we have to look into the matter uh, from a longer-term perspective uh, in all comprehensive manner uh, in terms of our infrastructure, in terms of our resilience to severe weather. Meanwhile, Mankut has killed over 60 people in the northern Philippines. But as communication is established with remote areas of Luzon, that figure is expected to rise. Here's our Manila correspondent, Alan Robles. As of last night, Super Typhoon Mankut left at least 64 dead and 42 missing after it plowed through six provinces in the mountainous northeast part of the main island of Luzon. At least 40 people were buried alive in an old three-story mining bunkhouse they were using as a shelter when an entire chunk of mountain weakened by floods collapsed in Barangay Ukab, in Itagon Village in Benguet Province. Yesterday afternoon, rescuers recovered four bodies. They are frantically trying to dig out the bunkhouse, but they are limited to shovels. Landslides have so damaged the roads that heavy equipment can't be brought in. And in the United States, at least 16 people have died in North and South Carolina in the wake of Storm Florence. Hundreds of others have been rescued and thousands are in emergency shelters or without power. The governor of North Carolina has warned of what he called a risking of, sorry, a rising risk to life following floods triggered by record amounts of rain. Roy Cooper said the threat from flash flooding and river floods after Florence had never been more dangerous. As this storm continues to churn through North Carolina, it has dumped nearly two feet or more of rain in many places. That's enough to cause flooding in areas that have never flooded before. The risk is growing as well in the mountains, where rains could lead to dangerous landslides. The leading Democrat member of the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee says the consideration of Judge Brett Kavanaugh to become a Supreme Court justice should be put on hold until the FBI has a chance to investigate allegations of sexual misconduct. Senator Dianne Feinstein made her comments after Christine Blasey Ford spoke publicly for the first time about an incident in the early 1980s. Mr Kavanaugh has denied the allegations. The BBC's Anthony Zercher says the issue has become highly politicised. 
a lot of Republicans are accusing Senator Dianne Feinstein of sitting on these, this. She had the letter uh, from earlier this summer and that she didn't act on it and only is bringing it out now uh, when it came out into the press and to use it as a way of derailing uh, his confirmation. Meanwhile, some on the left are saying Feinstein should have been more forthcoming and should have gotten this out earlier because this could be something that could stop what they see as a, a highly unsuitable candidate for the Supreme Court. The retail giant Amazon says it's conducting a wide-ranging investigation into claims that its employees accepted bribes in exchange for leaking confidential sales data. The allegations were published in the Wall Street Journal, which said the practice was particularly widespread in China. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Savage. The allegation is that Amazon staff, mainly in China, were taking money for information that would help private sellers gain an advantage. According to the Wall Street Journal, the payments range from around $80 to more than $200. For the money, retailers would receive internal sales metrics. In addition, it's alleged that email addresses of customers who reviewed products could be handed over, as well as a service where the Amazon employee would delete negative reviews and restore banned accounts. Voting has taken place in Syria's first local council elections since the outbreak of war seven years ago. 40,000 candidates are competing for nearly 20,000 seats. Here's the BBC's Alan Johnston. Some of those candidates today will have been independent figures, but many will have been linked in some way to the ruling establishment and they'll have been standing in places from which many people who might oppose the authorities will have fled. They'll be refugees now. So these local elections aren't going to make any great difference. But the fact that they've taken place sends a signal. The government is saying to its people and the world that as the war winds down, a degree of normality is being reimposed. The leader of France's far-right party, Marine Le Pen, has launched a fierce attack on President Emmanuel Macron's policies at her party's conference and described him as worn out, weakened and ineffectual. The BBC's Hugh Schofield is in Paris. It's been a tough year for Marine Le Pen after her defeat by Emmanuel Macron at the presidential elections, but this speech was her way of saying she's back. Buoyed by a surprise opinion poll last week which shows her national rally party at level pegging with the president's La République en marche and well ahead of any other opposition, she can also point to the rise of other hard-right parties in Europe as an omen of good promise. Today, her targets were Macron and Brussels, and she returned with force to the hard-right's central theme of immigration. There was never money to alleviate poverty among the French, she said, but a bottomless well for helping immigrants. A wide-scale study into the use of aspirin has found that healthy elderly people don't benefit from taking daily low doses of the drug as a preventative measure. More from the BBC's James Gallagher. People are prescribed aspirin after a heart attack or stroke because the drug thins the blood to reduce the chance of another one. But the researchers at Monash University said millions of completely healthy elderly people take a daily aspirin too. The trial looked at more than 19,000 healthy people over 70 years old for five years. The results, published in the New England Journal of Medicine, showed a daily dose did not reduce heart problems, yet it increased the risk of dying from cancer and of having major stomach bleeds. The researchers said there was no overall benefit in the elderly if they were in good health. Financial news now and in currencies. The US dollar is trading at 111.97 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 16 cents and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 26 cents. 
And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 26,852. That's 434 points down from the previous close. And now, with a look at the latest sports news, here's Adam Jung. We start with cricket. Hong Kong were outclassed by Pakistan in their opening one-day international at the Asia Cup in Dubai. Aizaz Khan and Kinche Shah scored 27 and 26 respectively for Hong Kong as they posted 116. In reply, Uman Ulhaq cracked a half-century to guide Pakistan to their victory target with 158 balls to spare. Hong Kong lost by eight wickets and will face India tomorrow. RTHK's Sanir Chowdhury believes Hong Kong can take some positives from the game despite the lopsided result. It's always tough to take uh, positives out of uh, a game like this uh, when a team gets bowled out for that low a score and the target gets chased down with that much ease. An eight-wicket win in the end uh, for Pakistan. And you expected that given the lack of experience for an associate side like Hong Kong. They've been playing a lot of matches against other associate teams, but uh, playing a Playing a team like Pakistan, which has been on the ascent, would always have been difficult. And I think the positive they would probably take away from it is the way Ehsan Khan bowled as an off-spinner in the game, bagging two wickets and in turn not allowing the opposition to run away with the match. But apart from that, it was something uh, quite forgettable for Hong Kong. With just two weeks left in the Major League Baseball regular season, the Colorado Rockies and the Los Angeles Dodgers are once again deadlocked at the top of the National League West. The Rockies beat the San Francisco Giants 3-2 to go level with the Dodgers, who were beaten 5-0 by the St. Louis Cardinals in the late game. Meanwhile, the Chicago Cubs continue to lead the NL Central despite losing 2-1 to last place Cincinnati. Here's RTHK's Ray Jovanovich. In the National League, the race out in the, in the West continues to be impressive. You've got the uh, Colorado Rockies and the Los Angeles Dodgers knotted up at the top with just 14 games uh, or 13 games to go. The Arizona Diamondbacks seem to be fading, but that Dodgers-Rockies series is going to come down to that final week of the season. And the Chicago Cubs continue to stumble. Uh, a lot of question marks over the, the ability for this team to get back into the postseason. They've got to win this division, I believe. The Cubs hold holding on to a slim two-game lead over the Milwaukee Brewers, but even the St. Louis Cardinals are putting pressure as well as we uh, as we run down to the final uh, couple of, uh, of uh, games. And we're going to have a lot of divisional uh, contests, and that's really going to settle these uh, the NL West and the NL Central. To football now, West Ham United have picked up their first points of the season in the English Premier League. They ended a run of four straight defeats with a 3-1 victory at Everton. Wolverhampton Wanderers moved into the top 10 as they made it back-to-back wins by beating Burnley 1-0 at home. And in Italy, Cristiano Ronaldo found the net for the first time as a player on Juventus. He scored twice in a 2-1 win over Sassuolo. Juve are three points clear at the top of Serie A. And that's your look at sports. And now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. The chief executive says Hong Kong has escaped serious harm from severe typhoon Mankut. Hundreds of thousands of workers struggle to get to work on time after the storm cripples transport. And a former deputy head of the observatory warns the city is ill-prepared for possible worse weather in future. The news from RTHK.
I'm starting with my intuition. I'm starting with my strengths. I'm getting back my old ambitions. Returning once again. My knuckles are so red and raw. From breaking through these walls. I'm sick of all the others talk. And the laughter of my fall. Walls, I'm inside, I'll burn them down Cause I 